You're listening to Movie Mixtape on CJRU 1280 AM in Toronto. I'm your host, Alyssa Matthews. This week, Shauna Cox speaks to Canadian actor Andre Sills. Sills recently played the title role in the Stratford Festival's stage-to-screen adaptation of Coriolanus. A not-often-staged Shakespearean tragedy, Coriolanus was brought to the Stratford Festival stage by theatre artist Robert LePage and directed for the screen by Barry average. Here's Shauna and Andre's conversation. So thank you so much for doing this with us. What was it about uh, Coriolanus that made you want to come back to Stratford? Well, um, partly first the challenge of the play. Um, like I know that particular play uh, isn't done often. Um, and there's a lot of politics involved with it and also trying to figure out who the man himself was was and is um and also one of the main reasons to come back to to play that particular part was for the person who was directing it uh rebella Polch, who is like a theatrical mastermind in regards to the world that he can create and like it honestly just felt like a no-brainer that I could not miss an opportunity to do this particular play with him. Exactly. And it was, it just, it looked like theatrically, it was just so amazing and so beautiful. So it must have been so good to like be a part of a production like that. And so, and it was like you mentioned that Coriolanus isn't, you know, typically done. It's not, you know, Midsummer Night's Dream or anything like that. So, and it's also just not the easiest of the Shakespeare world mm-hmm. so what was that like from an actor's point of view well and i think the one thing about that as well is that you have to have a director who has a particular point of view on the play and i think robert was able to place it in such a way that you know where each scene was was placed kind of helped help to speak uh help propel the story forward so you know restaurant scenes radio station scenes anything like that you kind of get an you understand what that world is already about so that once we start speaking all you have to do is just listen to what the people are saying so he did a lot of the work for us in a sense um to help stabilize to help our audiences truly identify with what is happening and um yeah i think that was the main thing that really helped it forward and yeah it is a hard play but i think uh robert helped to really uh give us that sort of through line of seeing it from top to bottom of this man's particular journey in this particular world awesome yeah because i noticed i was like there were scenes of texting and like vintage cars and i was like oh this is a very modern piece but it really does help the audience understand the story to their own time exactly yeah yeah and so and i think that's what we need for shakespeare too right now is to uh you know i feel like some like a period piece sort of shakespeare is great but to really sort of contemporize i'm not saying change the text and that's nothing that we did but um just make it really accessible for 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 our modern audience audience mm-hmm. especially because now people are still studying it in high school 
people still do it in university. Exactly. So if we can yeah. find a way to adapt it so that they could understand it and make it, like you said, even more accessible, then why not, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so you've exactly. done many works from Shakespeare, but with this role in particular, how did you prepare for it? Well, our rehearsal process was kind of backwards in a sense, in a sense because normally in a rehearsal process, you get there and you do a read-through of the play and then there's a design presentation and it's like, these are all the toys and the tricks that we're going to get later. Um, but the way this one worked in particular was we got there, we read it, and then all of a sudden set pieces started rolling on stage. People started putting costumes on me <laughs> and micing me up. And in my mind at that time, I was like, okay, what is happening? And we started staging day one with all the tricks and with all the whistles. So it was kind of like we were on a film set. Yeah. Um, so it was like... Mentally for me, it was at at first a nightmare <laughs> because with all of those with all of those aspects there at first, I felt like I wasn't particularly ready for them. But all that really did was it that constancy of seeing these things that I would be playing with, which then all of that stuff just became an, another character. So we understood the. The, the scale of the size of the world that we were, we were in from day one. And we just had to play it to that. Um, so it was, it was really cool to, to play in this new sort of format to have all of our set pieces, all of the projections, sound, and everything there from day one to to our first audience so it was a real treat hard to go through at first but once i set my mind to it (laughs) i was able to jump on board and and, you did it right so did they add everything in because of the particular staging of it or was it because it was intended to be filmed do you know why they did it from day one well i think that's to do with uh robert's schedule he's such a busy guy so he's like he he was um, so the way our process worked is we had two weeks in November in Quebec City at the Ex Machina I guess warehouse theater space um, where we tried out all of those things at first and then we went away and then we got back together in March for the month of March and that, as I say due to his schedule because he was bouncing all over the place across the world. And then, and then coming back in March, um, to the entire month of March to rehearse our way through with the entire cast from the top to the bottom. And then after that, he went away again for nine weeks to do frame by frame in Toronto and the Nightingale with this, I think the mm. CLC, um, and then to come back to us again the beginning of June as we made our charge to opening. So for him, I understand the need to have all the tricks and whistles there from the beginning because he doesn't have time to, to wait until later to get everything then, because if something doesn't work, then you can't scrap it and then rework it. 
So there were things that we did in November uh, that when we came back to it in March were changed because he had time to think about it and to rework it um, to to a better advantage for us. So it was an interesting sort of uh, process of like, let's play with it a little bit here and then we'll stop and think about it for a while. And, you know, we all have the opportunity to to sit in it and think on the journey we've already mm-hmm. been, like, been on and then to come back to it with fresh eyes and after some time of thinking on things that you've been working on a few months ago and then getting back into it and then driving through and then taking some more time off to continue that thinking process and then coming back to it again and then really cementing things down in that end sort of chunk of time as we made our charge towards our opening. Yeah, exactly. It's always better safe than sorry, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and so this is a very, to me, it seems a very emotionally high and it must be draining to do this production. Oh, yeah. So what was that experience like? Well, it it was it was really cool. Like you just kind of it's the way I describe playing with this one and this particular version was like stepping onto a roller coaster and going on the ride until it either derails itself at the end. But it was really cool to just kind of like chart his journey to figure out when he wants things and if he wants them, um, to see when he's being pushed around or cornered. Um, and just the nature of the warrior he is, and then you put that warrior into politics, does the warrior go to sleep or step aside? Can he really put the warrior aside? And I don't think he can because that's who he is first and foremost. Um, so it was it was interesting to, as I say, jump on the roller coaster and ride the play throughout because as soon as it started, it just kind of kept rolling. And so it's even more of a treat because it's being it was filmed so that people could see it in theater so that you can reach out to a wider audience for those who may not have been able to see it. Was there any difference when they filmed it to what you would normally do with a regular like stage production? Not not so much for this one because like this this is Coriolanus was the first play that Stratford has filmed on the Avon and that's a proscenium stage. Mm-hmm. So uh, the other two stages that they filmed on before were were thrust stages. Um, so the the difference between this and those ones is, you know, we, we also filmed Tempest this year, which I guess comes out into theaters later on in the year. But being thrust, you feel the cameras around you, and in the proscenium, the cameras, they... They never got too close. So they were set up in the middle of the audience, and there's five of them set up. And just the nature of the play, they never actually had to get too close to us. So so that was cool because we could just do our show without necessarily worrying about them being there. Well, like, we could tell that they were there. They're big, massive cameras that were in the house. (laughs) So, it was, but it wasn't too much of a distraction. I don't not too much, but like it was just something I had to mentally prepare myself for it and to step out into the audience before we started the whole thing to just see where they had placed them. 
Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it was it was it was cool just because it was so separate from us that yeah, we could just do the show. Yeah, exactly. And so now we're starting to see more of these live yeah. films. Um, of theatrical productions in movie theaters. So what do you think of this? I think it's great. Like, I think it's a, a really cool opportunity to draw in the reach and to give all these creative people an, an opportunity to to reach out, to send their work around the world if, if need be. But, you know, it's... I think it's really, really cool. And I'm, I'm exciting, excited that this one gets to has has gotten filmed and because i think it was it was a production that we were all really proud of and um mm-hmm. you know just glad that it gets to con- continue its its life almost without us <laughs> in a, yeah. you know what i mean so yeah it's it's surreal in one sense because i'm so used to with that particular play doing it so I had some, there was a private screening last night in Stratford at the Stratford Festival, but I wasn't able to make it. So it was weird hearing, hey, the, you, you did great. You did a great job last night. I was like, well, that's weird. I, was just, <laughs> I wasn't there. So you're like, um, I didn't do anything last night. Like, what? No. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Yeah. So just, I have one final question for you, just on a whole note. And that's yeah. since you have. Um, I heard that you have like rehearsals all this week and everything. So yeah. what is next for you? What are you up to? So I start today back at the Shaw Festival in Nag on the Lake and I am doing I start today doing Tennessee Williams Glass Menagerie. Mm-hmm. Um and I play Tom who is the narrator and uh also within the play. Um and on Wednesday I start May West called Sex, and that one, that one has to, it centers around a prostitute, and in and in that particular world, it's you know we're taking a look at the people that I guess modern society would more or less just ignore. Um, but yeah, so it's it's I think it's going to be an interesting interesting year at at, at Shaw with these two particular plays and both of them being in the studio so we have the opportunity to be in the round surrounded by the audience and in a really really intimate setting so i'm looking forward to getting in there today and and uh yeah exploring in a different way (laughs) busy schedules (laughs) yeah (laughs) awesome so that's, that's all i have for you so thank you so much for taking your time out of your thank busy you. schedule to talk with me. Not a problem. Thanks, Shauna. Coriolanus screens at select Cineplex locations on Saturday, March 23rd. Check your local listings for times and tickets. That's all for a movie mixtape this week. To find out more about the films discussed and to hear past episodes, you can visit the archive at film.cjru.ca. For Movie Mixtape, I'm Elisa Matthews. <laughs>